Christine. Um, could you please tell us what you wrote about your thesis? And if I'm not mistaken, you wrote it with someone else? Yes, I wrote with Annika from Germany, who studied um, change management and diversity. So she did a different course. And we wrote about leveraging diversity through dialogue. So the basic idea is a lot of companies have diversity. And a lot of companies do a lot of courses about uh, unconscious bias and how do we prevent the bad effects from diversity. And we thought, well, how can we make diversity into an asset for, or how do companies make diversity into you technically do you have a very specific understanding of diversity definition is it just people and races how did you so we had a very inclusive understanding so it's not just gender it's not just race it could be anything it can be your your um, educational background uh, it could also just be you may have a particular subculture you may have various uh, experiences that you could actually use for the benefit of the company, but no one knows that you have them because they're not really brought into play because you're employed to do this function and fulfill that function. And whatever else is in you never really gets noticed and doesn't get to benefit the company. Okay, so did you come up with your own definition or did you... No, so we, we drew on all these different definitions uh, of diversity. And we asked, what we did was that we interviewed three companies, a bank, a pharmaceutical company, and an uh, IT company. And we interviewed the, the manager who was responsible for diversity. And then we interviewed two or three employees because we wanted to hear both what do they do to leverage it through dialogue, ideally, but leverage it altogether. But also how is that experienced by the people who are not planning it, but who are experiencing it. Uh, so they were all knowledge-heavy companies, so that was the, the common commonality between these three, but otherwise, obviously, quite different industries. And the results were fairly similar. And there we started out also asking them, each one of them, so what do you understand by diversity? And it was quite interesting that there it was a very inclusive approach, that diversity can be also personality, are you very introvert, are you very extrovert, you know? So a very a, a very broad definition of diversity. What was your motivation for looking at diversity with your thesis partner? Why diversity? Well, for me, uh, well, for my thesis partner, obviously, it was diversity <laughs> because that was her field. And for me, it was a... Um, um, an article that I read in one of my classes uh, by Thomas and Eli, where they describe these three different main uh, approaches to diversity, um, assimilation or differentiation and integration. Um, and they described a situation where a, a company had employed someone who was known to be a very, very good leader in, uh, in her spare time activities. But then when she came into management there, it didn't work. And the guy who hired her said to his his boss, well, let's just fire her, this isn't working. And his boss said, well, if she's a really exceptional leader somewhere else, it's really strange you can't be it here, let's talk to her. And through that dialogue, they don't call it dialogue, but basically it was, he found out that the way that whole company was structured didn't actually allow for her leadership to work. So he, he kind of said, okay, so in that case, 
if you are known to be a really good manager, <laughs> uh, we need to structure ourselves slightly differently so you can actually help our company benefit from your, uh, your skills. In your scope, uh, in terms of leveraging diversity, did you only look at internal processes or also how it affected external processes? So we only looked at what do they what did they find were the benefits of how did they use it? <laughs> Because dialogue, there was a much more fluffy understanding of dialogue. So how did they use dialogue to leverage diversity? And then we looked at what are the benefits that they see. Uh, and what are the challenges that they see? And then some other things came up along the way in terms of the setting, uh, the structure, how you structure things around it. Um, but we could not find any companies that use dialogue methodically and strategically. They used it here and there and everywhere, but they didn't use it as a strategic method. They didn't use it as they would, if they implemented lean, they would really... Uh, shape the whole company to lean mm -hmm. but they don't think of dialogue as something you can implement it's just something you can do so none of them actually did it strategically so it would be really interesting to see what would happen if they did that because what we found was that even with the bits of dialogue they do they see enormous benefits uh, so they they see that their decision making becomes a lot better um They avoid making really bad mistakes, and some of them said that they had made really bad mistakes, some internally, others externally, because there hadn't been that dialogue among people of diverse backgrounds. Um, part of the good thing about better decision-making is also that they find out what are the, some of the root causes of the various difficulties. So instead of having five different projects to solve five different problems, you find that, okay, they, say they have the same route. So it becomes quite resource efficient. Is there a way to, or did you find a way, before we touch really on your findings, but was there a way in Spiritual that suggested you could do this more systemically, implement yeah. dialogue? So, so that's why we used, we looked at a lot of different things, but we used Isaac's uh, model because that's, That's the most stringent, and we focused on his uh, four capacities because there's much more to his model, but that was that would have been a much bigger project. <laughs> so we were focusing on the four capacities. So uh, if, if you use his model, if you use his method, then it's actually fairly straightforward. Not maybe quite as straightforward as lean, but still very much these are the things you have to do, these are the things you have to be aware of. <laughs> so it's listening and listening is both listening to the other without interrupting and all of that but also listening to what's what's going on inside yourself so if you feel like interrupting just noticing it and and letting it be um, then it's respecting so respecting that the other uh, has a valid point of view whatever that is uh, but it is valid and that you will never understand the other person totally, even though you try. And then there is suspending, which is when you really feel like <laughs> saying, well, I don't think you're right, or I think it could be done differently. You just suspend this while you really try to understand what the other is uh, attempting to say. And then there's voicing, which is 
saying either what you think or what you sense is actually going on in the group that you talk with. So for us, dialogue and for Isaac's dialogue is not one-to-one. I mean, it can be. We're in findings. (laughs) (laughs) So our findings uh, were that in terms of benefits, I at least was amazed at how many benefits they listed. because they don't use it consistently. So I would have thought that the benefits were not as significant, but they were all very much in agreement that dialogue is is central to making diversity work for the company. Um, And one of the things uh, they said was that uh, it enabled better decision-making. So one company had had a huge external crisis, another had had a really large internal crisis, and they both said, if we had gathered people from the various parts and backgrounds and had talked, this would not have happened. And both both companies have suffered under it. Um, so that's in terms of not making bad decisions, but then in terms of making good decisions, it's also that they find that um, they're more able to adapt to their markets and they're more able to have both organizational learning and continual improvements and innovation. Um, and also that when, um, instead of trying to solve five surface problems through dialogue with people from different backgrounds and therefore slightly different perspectives, they actually found out, okay, so what are some of the root causes? So they could deal with one root cause instead of five surface causes, which might not actually solve the real problem anyway. So that was, those were some of the benefits, the main benefits. And um, of challenges, they said time and therefore money, which was quite interesting because they also said that actually it can save time and money. Uh, but that may be that what we found was that that's probably because it, it's an investment uh, you don't get the result immediately through dialogue. That takes a little while, but once you've got it going, all the benefits come. But if you have a problem you have to solve right here and now, quickly, then dialogue seems too slow and too uh, demanding. And the other uh, very interesting main challenge was to actually, for people to want to be involved in collaboration, in diverse dialogues. Um, So one thing was that people didn't always see the point. Why should I collaborate with people who are very different from me when I'm always uh, evaluated on my personal performance? So there's something where you really have to look at the whole company if you want this collaboration. Uh, And the other thing, which was interesting because that didn't really come up in, in literature about dialogue was that there are some introvert people and no matter how, I mean, you can create a setting that enables introverts to be more open and speak their minds, but there will also be some who will never actually speak their minds with more than two or three people around. Um, and the other thing which was quite interesting was that um, we wondered when when the challenges were largely mediated by the the um, benefits. Why is it that companies don't use dialogue more, more consciously than they do? And what we found, or what seemed, what is 
what could be is that um, the kind of internal logic in dialogue is very different from the corporate institutional logic that is in most companies now. So companies will think that it's efficient to act fast. Whereas, and that's just the way companies think. Uh, whereas in dialogue, the idea is you actually ref reflect and discern so that you know where to act and when to act. What is, like, as a last thing, what is really needed for future research to be able to see if we can implement this company-wide or department-wide? Well, I, I mean, if, that's really beside research because that, that requires companies to actually do it uh, and take it on as a strategic method rather than as something we do because we're human beings so we dialogue. Um, and sometimes we do more of it, sometimes we do less of it, sometimes it turns out to be a debate, sometimes it turns out to be a dialogue. But in terms of, in terms of um, research, we thought it could be quite interesting to interview some not knowledge-heavy companies. It could be interesting to, to view to interview uh, uh, supermarkets or uh, cleaning catering firms that also have a lot of diversity, but where it's not so much based on knowledge and therefore may not have so much of an effect for uh, innovation and improvements. Uh, or does it? I mean, that, that could be interesting. And another thing was that, of course, all three of our companies were international, some more than others, uh, but but the most international one uh, found that there was a difficulty because even though you can have a dialogue via Skype or whatever, uh, the more people who were in it, the harder it got with doing it through media. And um, yeah, so e even though it helped to get together once in a while and build up trust face to face, they found that something was lost when you do it via media. So that would be interesting also to see yeah, how can dialogue best be created when it has to be mediated, uh, not mediated by mediator, but by some kind of media. Mm -hmm. um, because that's obviously important in a lot of places. Okay, thank you very much for coming and reminding us on diversity and dialogue. Thank you. It was very interesting to listen to it, and I wish you good luck with your presentation. Thank you very much. Thank you.